This edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast is dedicated to the memory of Silver King, who passed away at age 51. It's essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean, coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada. I want to thank you for joining me, whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or any of the multitude of podcast outlets, including Podcoin, where you can end up earning money just for listening to this podcast or any of your other favorite podcasts. Also want to thank you for your support over on our Facebook page where we celebrate the Superstar of the Day with a Superstar's birthday along with Alex Acosta doing a watch-along weeknights at 7 p.m. We gladly welcome any comments or concerns that you'd like to express on our Facebook page and also share any news from around Ontario and the wrestling world where all wrestling fans gather to catch information every day on our Facebook page. On this week's episode, we're going to look at all the goings-on with the hugely busy spring and summer with Smash Wrestling, along with AEW's Double or Nothing coming up, StarCast 2, and the goings-on in WWE. I'll be right back after this short message with this week's episode. Are you looking to get into the wrestling business? Well, look no further than the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, located right here in London, Ontario. It's Tyson has over 20 years of experience in the wrestling world, and he's even been brought down to the WWE Performance Center to be a guest trainer. We've already seen the likes of Jordan James, Kyle Boone, Violet Lee, Jim Strider, Pharaoh Bowman, Chris Mitchells, and many more. Plus, the new generation that are coming from the second group, such as Josh Pine, Shiloh, Nova, Frankie War, and many more. You don't want to miss your opportunity to learn from one of the best in Ontario, if not all of Canada, or the world, in Tyson Dukes. So that's the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory. It's open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, and located at 309 Exeter Road, here in London. Scumbags of Wrestling are always looking for ways of giving back to the community. And we're going to do just that with Ethan's Fight happening on June 23rd 
at Montcalm Secondary School right here in London, Ontario. The card starts at 1 p.m. and goes till 4, with tickets starting at $10 for kids, $15 for general admission, and $20 for VIP. Ethan's Fight is a charity wrestling show to benefit Ethan Hayes. In January 2019, a cancerous mass was discovered in six-year-old Ethan's brain. He immediately had surgery at Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto to remove the mass and relieve the swelling caused by the buildup of cerebral spinal fluid. The eight-hour surgery removed most of the mass, but some elements were attached to his brainstem and could not be extracted. Along with the remnants of the tumor in his brain, cancer was also present throughout Ethan's spine. Luckily, he qualified for a study which would combat cancer with revolutionary form of proton radiation treatment only available at St. Jude's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. The money raised will help alleviate the financial burden that Ethan's family will be facing during Ethan's upcoming chemotherapy at Sig Kids in Toronto. Ethan's mother has taken a one-year leave of absence from work for both her, her jobs to care for Ethan through all phases of his treatment. The main event is going to be a big one, with the first time ever meeting of Impact Wrestling and London's own Cody Deaner taking on the King of the North, Carter Mason, one of independent wrestling's hottest wrestlers who is having an astonishing comeback year. You won't want to miss this main event and all the other matches that are set to happen during Ethan's Fight, the charity wrestling event show happening at Montcalm Secondary School on June 23rd at 1 p.m. Check out Facebook for more information. My name is The Muscle, Smash Wrestling's hottest free agent. I toss bodies and wheel hotties, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast. And welcome back to the show. Let's check out everything that Smash Wrestling has announced since last week's episode. Smash Wrestling might have been off for a week, but... That didn't mean that they weren't busy in the office putting together some amazing cards for us to enjoy. Their next card is going to be right here in London, Ontario on May 26th for Get Your Fight On at the London Music Hall. The full card was released this week and it is as follows. Alec Realm takes on Jim Strider. Fight or Flight faces off against the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Champions Halal Beefcake. The Muscle and Violet Lee will team together for their first tag team match to go against Killscreen, Anthony Gaines, and Scotty O'Shea. Brent Banks will take on John Greed, former WWE Cruiserweight Champion and the winner of the first Cruiserweight Classic, TJP, makes his appearance right here in London to take on Sebastian Suave. The Blade will face off against Speedball Mike Bailey, and in the main event, you'll see Tarek, Kevin Bennett, Carter Mason, and Tyson Dukes go at it in a brutal, fatal four-way that will make everyone happy, especially the fans. This one's going to be nuts, and you will not want to miss when Smash Wrestling returns to get your fight on May 26th at the London Music Hall. Then, just six days later, in Toronto, at the Franklin Horror Community Center, it's a huge weekend for Smash Wrestling. 
as they present two nights of the Northern Tournament. Then, just six days later, in Toronto, at the Franklin Herd Community Centre, it's the biggest weekend of Smash Wrestling so far, as they present two nights of the Northern Tournament. On June 1st, it is the first night with the first round consisting of eight matches. On the second night, June 2nd, the winners from the first round will advance to the semifinals and then the finals. Plus, you'll see the Smash Wrestling Championship on the line. As this week started, we began seeing how the first round was going to shape up. And they didn't mess around with the announcement of the first match in the tournament, which is going to see the Ultimo Dragon taking on Matt Cross. Then, Jim Strider is jumping in the deep end. His first round match is with Jason Kincaid. It's the biggest opportunity of his career, but it's not going to be easy to prove that he belongs in the ring with one of North America's most innovative wrestlers. After several requests, Kyra Mason finally gets what he's been asking for when he gets to face Tyson Dukes one-on-one -on -one in the first round of the Northern Tournament. Evil Uno has advanced in Smash Wrestling tournaments before, while Anthony Green is looking to impress in his debut, but only one can advance to the second round. Lufisto will get back to her intergender roots as she takes on Sebastian Suave. Last year at the Northern Tournament, the well-oiled machines took on the Super Smash Brothers. However, a lot has changed since then, and now Pepper Parks and Mike Rollins are bitter enemies, and they'll face off against each other in the first round. Speedball Mike Bailey really impressed the crowd here in London, and he's now in the Northern Tournament as he takes on the Don of Disgraceland, John Greed. And rounding out the tournament with their eighth match, Stu Grayson of the Super Smash Brothers will take on Josh Briggs. The winners of those eight matches will advance to the second round of the tournament, happening once again at the Franklin Horner Community Center on Sunday, June 2nd. There will be four semifinal matches, plus a fatal four-way to determine the winner of the tournament. Plus, Kevin Bennett had ducked him before, but there's no more running. The rap battle takes place between Buffalo's Kevin Bennett and Toronto's Chuck Lair. Even though he has the rap battle to worry about, Kevin Bennett is also going to face off against Tarek for the Smash Wrestling Championship. It's time for each man to put up or shut up as Kevin Bennett, since returning, has been on a roll and eager to take that Smash Wrestling Championship away from Tarek. If two great nights of Smash Wrestling action wasn't enough, Smash Wrestling announced that there's going to be a wrestling trivia competition. If you think you know your wrestling, this is your big opportunity to prove it on the third grandest stage of them all. Take on Smash Wrestling's elite team of Idris Abraham, Joe Coleman, John Greed, Tyson Dukes, Anthony Kingdom James, and Psycho Mike Rollins. You can sign up on the door for a chance to be part of the fans team. That happens at 3 p.m. at the Franklin Horror Community Center, and tickets are free 
with a ticket to night two of the Northern. While I was requiring details about the Northern tournament happening on June 1st and 2nd, I contacted Smash Wrestling to find out if the extra stuff that they announced that was happening before the second night of action was going to still happen. And sure enough, Smash Wrestling responded and posted on Facebook everything that's going to happen starting at 12 noon on June 2nd. It all starts at 12 noon as the doors to the Franklin Horror Community Center will be open for a meet and greet with the stars. At 1 p.m., Meet Our Friends bonus wrestling show will begin. At 3 p.m., the Wrestlers vs. Fans wrestling trivia will occur. And then at 4.30, can't believe I'm actually saying this, it was part of the poll done months ago, and it is actually coming true, but the muscle will read Everybody Poops. All that right before 5 o'clock when the Northern Tournament 2019 night number two resumes. So while June 2nd is called night number two of the Northern Tournament, it's a full day starting at 12 p.m. until approximately 8. So you'll want to definitely get your tickets for the Northern Tournament happening June 1st and 2nd along with Meet Our Friends all at the Franklin Horror Community Center in Toronto. And if you have tickets for both Days of the Northern Tournament, you will get in to meet our friends absolutely free. After all the dust settles from the Northern Tournament, Smash Wrestling returns to the Franklin Horner Community Center on July 6th for Just Add Wrestling. It'll be the semifinals of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Invitational Tournament, along with Sean Spears returning to Toronto the following night on July 7th, Smash Wrestling comes to London for the London Music Hall and Sean Spears will once again be present for this event. When Smash Wrestling presents 10, 10, 10. It'll also be the finals of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Invitational Tournament with the winners from the previous night coming down here to London. Just six days later, on July 13th, Smash Wrestling returns to Dresden at the Ken Houston Memorial Agricultural Center. Cheer Smash Wrestling was there to help raise funds for the Junior Kings of Dresden, and they're going back there again to do it one more year. We had 20 tickets last year, and we got another 20 pack of tickets for this year. So if you'd like to join us at Dresden, please contact me either on the Facebook page or or emailing me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Let's get out there and support the Junior Kings and enjoy some Smash Wrestling at the same time. And on July 21st, New Kids on the Block, presented by Smash Wrestling at the Tannery Event Center in Kitchener, Ontario. The last time they were in Kitchener, it was a fully sold-out crowd, and those the attendants were very hyped for that show and got their money's worth. You don't want to miss the next time they hit Kitchener, and that'll be on July 21st at the Tannery Event Center. If you're going to be in Toronto during WD's SummerSlam and NXT shows, you won't want to miss how you can see Smash Wrestling, Progress Wrestling, Westside Extreme Wrestling, and the Women's Summit. On August 7th, 
Splash Wrestling and Progress Wrestling will be presenting a joint card. On August 8th, WXW presents Ambition 11. Later on that night, on August 11th, Progress Wrestling will have their own show. On August 9th, WXW will have another event. August 9th, Super Showdown 7 will occur. And at 9 a.m. on August 10th, it's the Summit. It's an all-women's event, including Shimmer, Rise, and Femme Fatales. All these events will be happening at the Midtown Event Theater in Toronto all through SummerSlam weekend. Tickets for all these events and more information can be found on their website at smash-wrestling.com or follow them on Facebook. This has been your Smash Wrestling update for this week. Following the news that the former hottest free agent in pro wrestling, Kenny Omega, is joining AEW, London Comic Con can finally announced that the best belt machine is making his way to Southwestern Ontario for London Comic Con 2019 this October. Omega will be available to meet fans, sign autographs, and host a special VIP video game tournament. More details and announcements are coming soon. Check out London Comic Con for more details. Hi, I'm the Fireball Kid, Jordan James, and this is the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. Tyson Dukes is currently one half of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Champions and one of the pillars of wrestling in Ontario. He's had a very impressive career over the past two decades, and it's only natural that aspiring wrestlers would want to learn from a veteran of his caliber. Since October of 2017, Tyson opened up the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory here in London, Ontario. Students learned all aspects of wrestling. The first graduates like Jim Strider, Violet Lee, and Jordan James are making their names for themselves on the indie scene. Whether you're a student or a supporter, you can now be a part of the club and purchase your own beautiful zip-up hoodie. They're just $40 up to extra large and $45 for larger sizes. Contact Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory directly on Facebook to order yours today. Now let's check out some news from around the wrestling world. Starting with AEW, it's expected that next week, All Elite Wrestling will be announcing their TV deal, which is speculated to be happening on TNT, as there'll be a press conference in New York, in Madison Square Gardens with Warner Television. And as people would remember, TNT is where Nitro started for WCW back in 1995. All Elite Wrestling also announced there's a change to the over-the-budget Battle Royal to happen at Double or Nothing on May 25th. It'll now be called the Casino Battle Royale. The match will have 21 entrants, with five starting the match. Every three minutes, five more wrestlers will enter the match, with the 21st and final entrant coming in by himself. Other matches happening during Double or Nothing 
include Hangman Page taking on Pac, SoCal Uncensored, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kasarian, and Scorpio Sky taking on Stronghearts, Seema, T-Hawk, and L. Lindemann from Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. There'll be a triple threat match with the women, including Dr. Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Kylie Ray. The Young Bucks will defend the AAA World Tag Team Championships against the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr., and Ray Phoenix. Kip Saban will take on Sammy Guevara, plus Cody Rhodes takes on Dustin Rhodes, and Kenny Omega takes on Chris Jericho. Nothing has totally been confirmed of where you can see AEW's Double or Nothing, but presumably it'll be on regular pay-per-view outlets plus on the Fight TV app. If you check out the Facebook page, I provided a link that gives you a code to get $10 towards any pay-per-view with Fight TV. So check that out at our Facebook page at Scumbags of Wrestling. Also on the Fight TV app, you can catch StarCast 2, happening May 23rd to the 26th. So the events happening during StarCast 2 include an evening with the Young Bucks and Cody, Behind the Paint with Sting, Talk is Jericho Live, The Sharpshooter, Bret Hart in his own words, Lita's panel on women's wrestling, The Double or Nothing official weigh-in and press conference, Something to Wrestle Live with Bruce Pritchard in possibly their last appearance together, Conrad Thompson and Bruce Pritchard, live. 30 years and five stars later, looking back at Ric Flair and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's trilogy of matches hosted by Jim Ross. The Hall of Fame with Booker T. Crazy Like a Fox, Remembering Brian Pillman. Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA discussed their I Quit match with Tony Schiavone. 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff. The Taz Show. Art of Wrestling with Colt Cabana. The Roast of Ric Flair. The Monday Night War Stories with X-Pac. And many more shows all happening over the weekend of May 23rd to the 26th. Part of StarCast 2. Available on Fight TV. Before you can get to the end of the story, we got to start at the beginning, and that's the part I'm excited about because I am now at 37 years in the industry. I have never had a break, and I've absolutely went from being a child fan to breaking in the industry, earning my way into a part of something that's so special, they're still talking about it today. And then for the last 21 years, I've been a mentor to young talent, and there have been a lot of successes there too. For the first time ever at StarCast, fans are gonna get to ask any question they want. It's the only aspect of my career that I think I've missed. I've always been so busy going to the next town, getting to the early meetings. Now, people can say anything they want to me because if you know me, I'm probably gonna say what I think back to you, which makes everything a little more interesting. 
in some interesting timing, considering StarCast will be having a panel with Tom McGee and Bret Hart talking about their infamous lost match, which has been described as the best worst match ever. WD Network is set to air that match of Tom McGee and Bret Hart on the WD Network as part of a documentary after Monday Night Raw. This match is considered like a holy grail of lost matches out there. And apparently only three copies of this match ever existed. And Bret Hart really didn't want to do this match to begin with. And it was a testing ground for Tom McGee to potentially be the next Hulk Hogan. And obviously that didn't happen. Bret Hart didn't want to do this match so much that he made sure that Vince McMahon did not air this match ever. And as I said, there was three copies made. One presumably in WD archives, which has been lost. One for Bret Hart and a third one which went missing. But just recently, it was found in Bret Hart's possession, or at least his copy, And it was converted to DVD, and WD has been able to get a hold of it. The match apparently had Bret Hart making Tom McGee look amazing in ring, but that certain was discovered as not being the case, and it proved how well Bret Hart actually was as a wrestler. Somewhat, I guess, how they compare Shawn Michaels with the fact that he could wrestle a broomstick and make it look good. Bret did the same thing for McGee. McGee would end up leaving WD in around 1990, which ironically enough was the same time that the WD decided to go the other direction and go with somebody similarly built with the Ultimate Warrior. Tom McGee would end up vanishing into obscurity, yet this match always was one that people wanted to see and didn't know why they couldn't see it. It was described in Bret Hart's book that one of the demands and agreements for him to do the match was that it would never be shown. Now, this week on Monday, following Monday Night Raw, the WWE Network is going to present a special documentary and the match itself for fans to view. As said at the beginning of this, it's interesting timing considering they're doing a panel at StarCast, so it seems as though WD's trying to get either to jump on that spotlight before it happens, or they're just taking advantage of the interest that's also happening at StarCast. Either way, whether you watch on WD Network or on the Fight TV during StarCast, this is one that you won't want to miss. talking about Chris Jericho's rock and wrestling rager at sea part two the second wave is getting ready to go along with thousands of the friends of Jericho and me sailing across the ocean to have the best vacation of a lifetime I want to tell you right now the hottest wrestling promotion in the world today all elite wrestling will be there that's right some of the greatest rock and roll bands in the world some of the funniest comedians on the planet paranormal experiences where you'll be wondering is this really happening well the answer is yes 
it is really happening. And so is Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rage Rate. See, part two, second wave. Sign up for all the info for this all elite vacation now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. I want you on board Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rage Rate. See, so we can all sail away, man. We'll see you there. Oh, yeah. It's a path to the This is Sting Bassey. You're listening to the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. News out of the XFL is that their inaugural season in 2020 will begin on February 8th, the weekend after the Super Bowl. They also announced that their broadcast partners will be ABC and Fox, with them having games happening on ESPN, ESPN2, FS1, and FS2. Apparently, Disney and Fox will be covering the production costs of the football games for a three-year term. The full schedule was released, and it appears that there will be two playoff games on April 18th and 19th, with the championship game happening on April 26th, and that championship game will air on ESPN. With the unfortunate state that the WWE seems to be in with a free fall in popularity and with ratings, One can only hope, I guess, in this case, as much as I am a mark for Vince McMahon, I hope that he does concentrate his time on the XFL, as it's rumored that he wants to step away from wrestling and focus on his football endeavors. If this happens, one would assume that Triple H, Stephanie, and Shane would end up taking over, and hopefully some of the magic that Triple H is able to sprinkle on the NXT brand and how popular it is can hopefully move to the main rosters and have a different and fresher presentation than what has been shown to us for decades now over on Raw and SmackDown. Some tragic news coming out of Lucha Libre in London. 51-year-old Silver King, best known to fans for his time in WCW during the cruiserweight era was having a second match of the day and he was wrestling Juventud Guerrera and he went down before a clothesline attempt and they had to call the match there was some sort of health issue it speculated that it was a stroke which turned into a heart attack they cancelled the rest of the show, fans went home and yeah, unfortunately, it turned out that he passed away in the ring. They were not able to revive him. So our condolences go out to Silver King's family and his fans. As been seen and said numerous times, unfortunately, the ratings continue to plummet for Raw and SmackDown over the last few weeks. And it looks like in a little bit of a desperate effort and maybe even pressure from NBC and Fox, who want to obviously get a good payoff for their investment of their billion dollars each, there's talk that possibly the brand split will come to an end. However, they didn't officially announce that yet, and it turned out that they're going to do instead some wild cards, which seemed to come out of nowhere right in the middle of the ring during the opening of Raw this past week. There's still no official rules on what the rules are for the wildcard 
by it sounds like at least four members from the opposite show can appear on that episode. So four people can from SmackDown can show up on Raw and participate in that. And then on Tuesday night, four people from Raw could go over to SmackDown and be a part of that show. They haven't said if it's going to be any specific wrestlers. Ideally, you're going to see people like Roman Reigns and AJ Styles definitely going back and forth and working both Monday and Tuesday. But who the other people that are going to get these wildcard spots are is yet to be officially determined. With that said, it was interesting to see how dominant the presence of SmackDown was on Monday Night Raw, considering they had a WrestleMania rematch with Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, and that got interrupted by Elias and Shane, but then Shane's still having his feud with Miz, and they chased each other into the parking lot and had a brawl there, but then the show was also closed out by a WWE title match on Monday Night Raw. Meanwhile, the WWE title belongs over on SmackDown, and we saw Dana Bryan lose to Kofi Kingston. I was actually surprised and disappointed that when the tag team match was made for Seth and AJ to have to work together, which we knew that wasn't going to happen, turned out to be a match against Lashley and Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin just has that go-away heat, and I don't care about your heat, not authentic heat. They're just pushing him so much for no apparent reason. And, yeah, it's like, blah. Hopefully they figure that all out. I can see that's probably one of the reasons why people are turning away from watching Monday Night Raw because of Baron Corbin. I personally would have loved to have seen it be the Good Brothers and see what would happen when AJ's on the other side. Would have stacked the numbers against Seth Rollins, see where AJ stands, heel or face, and yeah, that would have been a whole lot better than Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley. On Raw, WD decided to look at some continuity issues and they had Robert Roode go against Ricochet a second time because Roode had beat Ricochet two weeks prior, but Ricochet was in the money in the bank. So they put that spot up for grabs, and of course Ricochet retained his spot in the money in the bank by defeating Robert Roode. This is kind of a little bit of a problem for me as well, where they just automatically announce these people for the money in the bank, where they could have stretched things out and had qualifying matches just to get into the ladder match. Over on SmackDown, we ended up seeing AJ Styles and Sami Zayn coming over, and they got themselves into a triple threat match with Kofi Kingston for the championship, which Kofi, once again, retained the title. So it's been a really good week for Kofi Kingston, impressing people with his matches on Raw and SmackDown and retaining the title. With the Hardys giving up their tag team titles due to Jeff having to get knee surgery, the Usos ended up interrupting a segment where Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan were just going to be handed the tag team titles by Shane McMahon, and they had a match which was really good, 
but still put the titles on Eric Rowan and Dana Bryan. And I think it's a good choice for that since if Kevin Owens is going to be the one challenging Kofi Kingston over the next little while for the WWE Championship, putting the titles on Dana Bryan and Eric Rowan solidifies their union. And who knows, maybe we'll get hemp-style tag team titles coming out next week. There was two more matches added to the Money in the Bank card happening next Sunday. And that included Tony Nese defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Arya Davari and Samoa Joe defending the United States Championship against Rey Mysterio. Dominic will be at ringside with his dad and Samoa Joe had already threatened Dominic last week after he felt embarrassed the last time they were in the ring together. Also happening on the card, you'll see Roman Reigns taking on Elias, The Miz taking on Shane McMahon in a steel cage match, Becky Lynch will defend both her women's titles, first against Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's Championship and Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Kofi Kingston will defend the WWE Championship against Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins will defend the Universal Championship against AJ Styles. The men's money in the bank has Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, and Randy Orton competing for the Money in the Bank briefcase. And over on the women's side, it'll be Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Amber Moon, and Carmilla competing for the women's Money in the Bank briefcase. Feel free to send me your picks for all those matches over on our Facebook page, and we can see who has bragging rights this month after Money in the Bank. I'm Kyle Boone, one handsome SOB, and you're listening to the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Signature Spot with Chris Toplack is a weekly podcast available every Thursday that covers the world of professional wrestling. It's an easy-to-digest show that ranges from 30 to 40 minutes in length and focuses on show recaps, highlights from the week, industry news and rumors, full event previews along with predictions, topics of the week, and featured guests such as journalists and fellow podcasters. It's a professional yet personable show that's all about connecting with you. To subscribe, head over to youtube.com forward slash the signature spot or listen on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are available. And to be a part of the conversation, like the signature spot on Facebook. Once again, I'd like to thank you for joining me this week on the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Be sure to share this with your friends and encourage them to check us out on PodCoin, where you can listen and earn money all at the same time. Join us on Facebook every day with our watch party starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, along with our Superstar of the Day and many other news items that happen during the day. On next week's episode, we'll look forward to Money in the Bank pay-per-view with predictions on what is sure to happen. So until next time, this has been the podcast. Thank you again to Kill Effect for our intro and outro music, and we'll see you next time. Granted, I understand it's essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night.